0: And the song we just heard, I'm Taking Action, reminds me about the stories of heroes such as Harriet Tubman, who we will learn about a little bit today, and it reminds me of how it can be in life sometimes when we set our minds to something, whether that is I want to experience freedom, or I want to experience a loving relationship, or I want to be more spiritual in the world, or I want to be healthier in my my life, or I want to be more inclusive, um, whatever it is, once the seed is planted, if there are obstacles between where we are and where we want to be, then we're going to have to develop the courage and resilience to face them. Indeed, it seems to me, at least, as if life Brings those obstacles to our attention in the form of everything that is unlike whatever it is we wish to experience. And then it is as if life creates in us this uncomfortable hunger that must be satisfied. Now before I uh, share some of Harriet Tubman's story and before I talk about that process of moving through obstacles and the discomforts of life toward our dreams, I want to acknowledge that February is Black History Month. And that is a time for us to honor individuals who have sacrificed and sometimes with their lives in order to advance the causes of justice and equity and equality. Quality, and so on. And while Black History Month most certainly should be a celebration of the life of those accomplished heroes and role models such as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or Sojourner Truth or Harriet Tubman or Ralph Bunch or Bayard Rustin, just to name some of them, I also want to acknowledge that there are many unsung heroes, including... Grandmothers and grandfathers uh, and people who held no public office and who didn't run large organizations and who were never in the news, but who paved the way for the United States of America so that our vision of a land of freedom without prejudice, without fear, and with the promise that anyone could become whatever they wished to be, could indeed become more and more accessible to people regardless of their race. So I invite you as we go through today to call to mind, take a moment to bring into your mind the ordinary ordinary heroes in your life who stood as role models particularly for freedom and inclusion And equity and diversity. Now, these are important values for our spiritual community and for our nation freedom and equality in particular. And freedom and equality have not always been the reality for people of African descent in our nation. And I think one of the milestones of success that will show that we've made significant progress towards more equality for more people would be, for example, if black history no longer needed a single month. Because the texts and stories and examples from black authors and teachers and speakers would be incorporated throughout everything. And, and another would be, for example, if we were to integrate not only the excellence of well-known black American leaders in February, but also to call upon the stories and teachers of black people and voices from around the world. But the uncomfortable reality is that we are not there yet. So we continue to tell and retell the stories of our role models until their lessons and examples can be normalized and accepted and integrated into us as individuals and as a nation, such as the story of a remarkable woman named Harriet Tubman. Harriet was born into slavery in the 1800s in a plantation in Maryland, and there she lived the harsh reality and the dehumanizing condition that enslaved individuals faced all the time. She saw families being torn apart, and she herself suffered a blow to her head as a slave, which caused lifelong complications for her health, and she felt the heavy weight of oppression every second of her life. Now, these painful experiences awoke in her a fierce determination to seek freedom, and it pushed her into taking action despite the dangers and despite the high likelihood of failure. And that needed courage and resilience. And one night, uh, Harriet made a daring escape and she left everything behind, everything she had ever known to embark on what would turn out to be a, a treacherous journey guided only by the North Star at night and guided also by her unwavering North Star inside, her intention to be free. And she faced obstacles and dangers along the way that made it necessary for her to hide during the daytime. And by night, when she traveled, she had to rely upon the kindness of strangers in the form of the Underground Railroad that would provide for her some guidance and some nourishment on the way. And after months and months and months of dangerous travel and close encounters with slave hunters she finally reached the free state of Pennsylvania. And you would think that would be the end of the story, right? And so instead of it being the end of the story, instead of settling into a new life of freedom and comfort, really, she chose to dedicate herself to helping others escape slavery too. And Harriet became what is known as a conductor a fearless conductor on the same Underground Railroad that had helped her escape. She went back for others. She had a hunger in her to lead other people to freedom. And the stories of the struggles and the situations of the people she helped fueled her. It was like food for her. Fueled her resolve to continue on her mission. Now, Harriet's story is an example of challenging situations giving birth to action, giving birth to strength and courage, giving birth to that move to face and move through and around blocks and obstacles to whatever the desired outcome may be. Now, think of obstacles and blocks for a moment, they may be real. Such as those Harriet faced. Or there are those blocks that are in our own minds. And then there are those blocks that, well, we might have inherited them. Or they may be cultural. And whatever the nature of those blocks, we as a spiritual community tend to be interested in dissolving them. So that they cannot continue to stop us from moving forward and growing in life. It's one of the things that we're interested in. Removing the blocks to thriving. Now I've come to understand that life has a way of helping us identify those blocks. And and this is how I, I think it works. When we put our mind to something, aspirational, higher, when we have an intention or a vision for some good in our life, then it seems to be that life creates in us such a hunger for the good that we may want, a hunger that leads us directly and exactly to whatever must be dealt with to experience our good. Now, when those blocks are in our own mind, they become the road signs for what we must work on. Then we may have to face the awareness. Oh, I can't have inclusion in the world while I continue to exclude. Oh, oh, It's uncomfortable claiming that I am a spiritual being when I do not apply spirituality to certain areas of my life. Oh, I can't say I stand for equality, but I refuse to have conversations with people who report that they are not experiencing equality. Oh, you see, my mind, just like your mind, My mind is a part of a creative field of force. And here is how I think it works. When I think about dissolving a block that is keeping me stuck in life, or when I set my mind to achieving some good, again, it is as if life, Gets working, starts to work through me to create that hunger for that thing. And that hunger brings into my awareness, again, everything that prevents me from attaining that goal. So I have learned to have great respect, even appreciation for those times when I encounter agitation irritation, frustration. And I've started to learn to, well, I try. I try to tell myself this. Something is being brought to my attention by the power of the creative mind within me and my work now is to face it and move through it or around it rather than push against it. In other words, I am to try to look for the path forward and take a courageous step toward it, guided by the North Star of my own intention. Our movement, Centers for Spiritual Living, has a vision. We call it the global vision. We read a little bit about it earlier on. It is a vision, we say, of a world that works for everyone. And this vision has certain values in it that we follow. I often wonder what we thought might happen when, as a movement, we said, we stand for diversity and inclusion. When we said we value inclusivity, when we said we stand for personal transformation for the purpose of lifting up the world to its spiritual magnificence, when we said we value, love, compassion, caring, these are some of the values in our global vision of our movement. What did we think would happen when we said yes to these. Surely we must have known... that life... would start getting to work... in us... and create in us... such a hunger... such a hunger... that would feel... like frustration... because whatever is blocking us... from attaining that vision will continue to disturb us until we have the courage and resilience to take action, to dissolve the blocks. That's what I think is happening in us and in the world. I used to have a t-shirt and had the words on it, the phrase, um, Don't make me hangry. And every now and then people would stop me and say, oh, I know exactly. They would chuckle with me. Because I, I get that. I understand that. They say, you know, because if I don't eat, I can get really irritable. And then when I'm hungry, it's all I can think about. Food. I think that's what creative mind is doing in us. Especially when we have a higher intention for our lives. It makes us. Hungry for that which is good and nourishing to us. And then when we don't get that, we get irritated. And again, I'm learning to say to those moments of discomfort and frustration and irritation, I must be hungry for some good in my world. I must be so hungry for some good in my life and I'm not going to be okay until I have the courage to face whatever is blocking me from embracing it. So here we are at the beginning of Black History Month some 90 years after it first started being celebrated and still we are hungry for equality. And for inclusion and equity and oneness still. So a worthy question, especially for those of us of this persuasion, might be to ask, I wonder, I wonder, could we at least explore? I wonder if there is anything that remains to be healed in me when it comes to this. I wonder if there's something in me that prevents me from stepping into the vision and the reality of inclusion and welcoming and all of those beautiful things. I wonder, is it possible that there is still something that may be getting in the way of this demonstration of oneness for me. And our teaching, the science of mind, suggests that as long as there is discomfort and disturbance, as long as that persists, there is likely inner work to be done. To be honest, it's not always easy to figure out what blocks I may have left inside of me, to tell the truth. It's easier to see it in other people. (laughs) So I have learned a a powerful spiritual practice that is quite accessible to use when um, I'm not certain what is blocking me. Because I may be aware of the frustration... I may be aware of the discomfort, the hunger, but not yet clear on what is causing it. And so the practice is for me to say to myself, either silently or out loud, a phrase, a sentence that announces, that declares to myself that, yes, I am willing to let go of whatever the block might be. It's in the style of using affirmations or repeating affirmative prayers. And here, for example, is... Uh, what I might say to myself. And I would do it um, first thing in the morning, or sometimes I even write it down on a card I can carry around with me throughout the day and repeat it. Today, I give up any attitude that stands in the way of inclusion. I release all people, places, and things from my expectations. I allow creation to be what it is, and I open myself to see the path forward. And then I can do that with any quality that I'm seeking to get closer into me. Equality, love. Today I give up any attitude that stands in the way of love. I release all people, places, and things from my expectations. I allow creation to be what it is and I open myself to see the path forward. Or I could do it with peace. Today I give up any attitude that stands in the way of peace. I release all people, places, and things from my expectations. I allow creation to be what it is, and i open myself to see the path forward. And in that way, I set myself on a path of paying attention to the cues and clues of life. Now, a message for all of you who have been practicing for a very, very long time in this tradition. If you have been contemplating oneness for a very long time, and if you've been saying yes, I value inclusivity and compassion, and I've got something to say to you, thanks a lot. This hunger is your doing, and I'm grateful for it. Just as a plant grows toward the sun, your thoughts... Your soul has been drawing upon the power of transformation and now we are hungrier and hungrier and we won't be happy until unity and oneness is served up. That's on you. And I want to close with some poetry from another black history role model, Howard Thurman. Now, He was an ordained Baptist minister, and he visited Mahatma Gandhi, who at the time was dealing with uh, the British occupational forces, and he was leading a nonviolent struggle of independence from the occupying force. And he would come back to America and bring with him the teaching of ahimsa, nonviolence, and he would bring it alive in his own words, in his own way, inside of his own Christian tradition, and he would explain how the negative forces of fear and violence sort of backfire on the ones using it and block forward motion and evolution. He wrote this beautiful poem. Now keep in mind, it is written in the literary convention of the time, and it's gender-specific. I typically like to make uh, the readings gender-inclusive, but this is his piece, and I'm going to read it as it is. There is a sense of wholeness at the core of a man that must abound in all he does, that marks with reverence his every step that has its sway when all else fails, that wearies out all evil things, that warms the depth of frozen fears, making friend of foe, making love of hate, and lasts beyond the living and the dead, beyond the goal of peace that ends war, this man seeks through all his years to be complete and of one piece within and without. Beautiful. I invite you to take a moment with me to breathe in and to exhale as we enter into a moment of spiritual practice, of releasing attitudes of minds that may be blocking our forward motion. Tagging on to the energy and idea of the opening prayer, then, I speak these words in the first person, and I invite you to identify with those that feel relevant to you. Today, I give up the idea of surviving and replace it in my heart with the idea of thriving. I shake loose and set myself free from any past conditioning, So that I may realize that I am in this moment vibrant, alive, and dynamic. Today, I give up the idea that my way is the only way. I give thanks for my increased awareness of all the possible ways of seeing, understanding, and being in the world. Today, I give up the idea that I do not know how to express myself. I realize that there is that within me that loves being an expression of life. And I honor my unique contribution. I am awake to my feelings and my emotions and ideas. And today, I give up any resistance I might have. To change. And in so doing, I immediately feel the fresh breath of ease and flow, a sense of being at home in a sea of change, change that feels natural and right. Today, I give up the idea that beauty is restricted to my preferences. I open my mind to appreciate what is beautiful in ways I have not yet seen. I practice seeing beauty everywhere and in everything. And in this way, I notice I am more fully conscious of my spiritual nature. Today, I give up the idea that there is a way to live in this world other than spiritually. I notice I am willing to look into my thoughts, investigate my actions, consider my words, all of it as my personal use of my spiritual power. Today, I give up the idea of separation by gently looking at everything and everyone as an extension of my own life, of my own being. And I wordlessly acknowledge everything and everyone as an expression of spirit.